The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. And those sound effects make me laugh. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. It's almost like you cannot believe Anything you hear from anybody anywhere on either television or the Internet, got to be careful, got to stand in the truth, folks. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we tend to just sit around and absorb. I was talking to my son the other day. We talked about somebody building their life on sand. It's a bad idea. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Our answer has always been, why not? Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> that should be it right there. Everybody should go, okay, well, there you go. We have no idea what's going to happen. We Really, we don't care. We're not concerned with it. But for the next few minutes... I want to talk faith with you. So we're asking questions about li living life as a Christian. So, for example, let's say you're driving to the studio. And as you're driving to the studio, your normal 35-minute drive turns into something a little different because there's two significant accidents that take place in front of you. And then you think, gosh, there's no way I can get to the studio on time. Have you ever gone through something like that where you can just look at it and go, I just don't know how it can happen. And yet, right, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question about that kind of thing, if you got something you want to share, if you've got a praise report it's just on your heart, and you're like, I want to share this with people because it'll be a blessing for them, and I want them to be loved and encouraged. If you need prayer because you feel a little bit down, you need everybody to kind of join together with you and pray and believe with you. If you've got this opportunity in your brain and you're thinking, I've got a question it's really important, and I can ask Dave, as long as it's not about anchovies, I think we'll be okay, or really anything mechanical, or really anything physical, or really you know what? You better be very specific on what you ask. The bottom line is the way to reach out to us is you can contact us by phone. That is the primary way, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will talk to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? That's like a soft, cooling rain on a hot, sunny day. 
And then you will be... Still able to pull one. <laughs> Just pointing that out. Also, you can text us 214-210-8483-214-210-8483-214-210-8483. All charges apply. Which I have no idea what that means because I don't know what your plan is. Uh, additionally, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. That's david at he must increase.org. Not Captain Crunch at he must increase.org. David at he must increase.org. I'm going to send you over to the website. A couple things to tell you. Uh, first and foremost, the website is a great place for you to give. Why? Because without your giving, we don't have a show. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Number two, I'm just giving you an update. The video is about half done. And one of the great things that David learned about his life doing the videos in the last three or four days is I did not realize how crooked my nose actually was. I'm very thankful that none of you have mentioned that. But I'm looking at myself in the video going, yikes, the schnoz on that guy. Oh, wait, that's me. And then also, don't forget to be praying for the ministry. We are looking at some expansion stuff. We'll talk about that down the road. But the big thing is prayers, praise reports, and provisions. If you can help with the ministry and financing, we would love it. It's 100% tax deductible. That's all you're going to get is a receipt and a thank you. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Yeah, definitely a spaceship. All right, so one of our favorite, 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 favorite people in all the world is on the line, we believe. And so let's put the call through and see what this person wants to share. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Eric. Hi, Eric. Uh, peace, peace and grace, or grace and peace to you Great. and the listeners. Yes, amen. Grace and peace sent to you by God the Father. That's right. Grace and peace to you yeah, as well, yeah. my brother. You got to finish that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Hey, I, I was uh, listening to podcasts um, uh, last night because I've been out of town, and uh, it was almost like a Thanksgiving dinner. Everybody coming home. Uh, there's so many of the uh, the uh, former uh, or people that have called in from over the years that um, that I've listened to in the past years, and they're all calling in yesterday. And it's like, man, it's like a Thanksgiving dinner. Everybody sitting around at the table. Um, <laughs> Uh, just telling their stories and stuff, and it's always it's always so fun to listen after you hadn't heard somebody for a while. You, they call in, and uh, it's um, it's nice to hear what's going on in their lives. Amen. But um, but I do have a praise report that uh, you you were a big instrumental part in. Um, I was out of town, and uh, we have been trying to. Um, uh, sell my mother-in-law's uh, house while well, she's moved out and moved into a retirement facility. And uh, we had to auction off a lot of her furniture. And that's another story. But um, in doing so, the auction was over with while I was out of town. <laughs> and um, the next day, the people that won in the auction were coming to pick up their stuff. 
and she has a fairly long driveway up to the house, and a tree overnight fell, uh, not a branch, but a tree yeah, fell a tree. over the driveway, and and nobody would be able to come pick up the, the items. And so I was trying to figure out some way from a distance to figure out how to get rid of that tree. And um, my wife was at work, and all I had was my, my younger son, youngest son at home and um i a little leery of putting it into his hands to do it but um <laughs> I, I i told him i said use the truck to use the bumper to push it off if you have to or use a strap to pull it off push or pull whatever and um, do what you need to do but that branch or that tree has to be moved and uh and he just you know kind of shrugged his shoulders like no big deal but I quickly said a prayer to God and thanking for, first of all, nobody getting hurt from the tree falling overnight. And second of all, um, I said, uh, help my son with some wisdom and uh, patience and, and uh, give him some knowledge of what he needs to do because I'm not going to be there to help. And, um, and then I quickly text you to, to uh, pray for help. And I'll let you fin- tell that story, but uh, in the meantime, uh, the um, well, the uh, I guess I guess that's where you came in, and you you said your prayer also for for us, and um, it turned out that my son went over there to uh, look at the tree branch, and he he said there's it's too big. It's the tree is just way too big. And that's about the same time he was about to give up. Um, one of the mover trucks came pulling up that was going to pick up the furniture. Three big guys got out. And then another big truck came up, and uh, three big guys got out of that. And I don't know how many uh, men were there, but there was enough to lift up the, the tree, push it over to the side, and then all the cars could come in to... Uh, to pick up their little trinkets, I guess. But I know that's a, it's a little story. It's a little, it's not a healing story. It's not a, it's not a miraculous story, but it's an everyday life story, I think. And that just work with God and he works with you. And, um, and your prayer, uh, you text back to me, you said you, you prayed for my son to have wisdom and you prayed for him to have help. And that's exactly what happened. Isn't, and um, that's what's so amazing, right there. So, so I want to. What is first of all, excellent job, okay? Because I know it's you. It's hard to share the testimony because all of the events happen and they're in your brain, and it's kind of like an image or a, a movie, and then you're trying to communicate that verbally, and that's not the easiest task. So people should understand that's he's taking these events over the last 24 hours and kind of condensing them in a three-minute, four-minute scenario, which is tough to do. And so his son is there, and, and if I say anything wrong, Eric, just correct me. So his son is there, and he pray, and he sends me a text, and I'm just going to say, you know, you know he, he said it in a really a kind of a unique way, but he said, I'm in a small – hey, there, there's a small crisis right now. <laughs> so it's like he's, like he's like, hey, I got stuff going on right now. We need some help right now. So, when I, so I told him I'd pray for him, and I prayed that the Lord would send the kid helpers. That's exactly what I said. I said, Lord, send him helpers because he's going to need help. And that's exactly 
That's, it's not that I prayed. It's just the idea that God is so involved with us, intricately involved, intimately involved. And I love what you said because people are like, well, you know, that's not a healing. No, but that's evidence that God is with us in the process. He's there for us day by day in anything that becomes an obstacle, in anything that's a struggle. The grace of God is there for us. He's aware of it. And he participates with us. And that's why that's such a great testimony. Eric, you did a great job. Hey, thanks for cleaning it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I love it. Anytime that anybody tests me, pray right and I pray right away. I just think it's a good habit. And in your case, that worked out perfect. It was praise the Lord. That was the answer. Praise the Lord, yes. Amen. I love it. God is gracious to us. And that's what we watch the, the greatest testimony there is. He's gracious to us. Amen. Great. Yes. Excellent, he, brother. He is great. He is great, isn't he? It's amazing. It's amazing. Hang on the phone. I'm going to offer a prayer of praise uh, for, for what happened. Just stick with oh, me cool. on the phone for a second. Let's do it. Father, we come before you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just helping the situation. You. It's you know It seems so small, Lord, to a lot of people. But to Eric, it was a big deal. To the families who were trying to pick up their stuff, that was a big deal. And you just cleared the pathway. You cleared the way. And we just we just want to praise you. And people right now in our audience have obstacles in their lives. They have trees in their lives. They have things that are blocking their travel, blocking their progress. Please send the helpers for the people as well. We thank you for the help that you sent for Eric's son. And we love that your graciousness is so closely connected to us. Keep watch over these people, Lord. They're precious. They're my brothers and sisters. I love them. I just pray you bless every one of them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yes. Amen. Great job, Eric. Really, really great job. Love it. And you know you can text me anytime, no matter what's going on. And I want to thank Chris also for letting me uh, listen to the radio show while I was on hold. <laughs> can, can, that, that's that's nice. Can you nice hear to it? Listen to the intro. So so can you hear it when you don't put them on hold? Is that what happens? They can hear the whole show. Oh, so you can hear the whole. Uh, normally night. normally when I call in, it's it's um it's quiet, and I'm not sure what's gonna what's gonna oh. happen. But uh, this time, uh, Chris put me on a. Uh, put me on hold with where I could listen to the show. And that, that it's pretty new because it's live. I'm not listening in a delay of eight, 10 seconds or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I did not know that. It is cool. I'm so, I'm so technically challenged. We won't discuss it right now. I don't want to discuss that or my video where I have an extremely crooked (laughs) nose. I don't want to talk about any of that. Anyhow, great job, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks, David. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. We'll take our break and then come back. Fabulous testimony. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill. Can't stand the shame. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been, organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, it, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And, and nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the, to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading. What's in it for me? Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip. And, and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm, when I'm with these leaders alone, David, alone, I mean, no, no handlers, no media, nothing, but just alone, the question I ask them, which is, I think, the true servant leadership question is, Will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And, and I think that's – and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We just got done with a fabulous testimony from Eric. Susie even texted, love the testimony. See, this is the thing is when you do testify, when you share, and it does not have to be connected to me in any way. Don't get weird on that stuff. It's just in just this in this particular case, it just happened to be that kind of scenario. But anytime you share, when you're sharing what the Lord has been doing in your life and answered prayers, that encourages other people. They then think and believe and recognize and understand, hey, God is active. He's not he's not, you know, just visiting Pluto, checking out the rings on Saturn. He's actually involved in our lives. So great job, everybody, all the way around. Okay, here's the trivia question. It'll be the hardest of the five. Who wrote a famous lament? I have to use that word on purpose. Over the death 
in the battle of Saul and Jonathan, and they wrote, Your glory, O Israel, lies slain on your heights. How the mighty have fallen. Who wrote this famous lament? Al, striking first before I even finish the question. He gets the props. Let me give him a golf clap real fast. Very good, Al. Wow. Good job. Then he went pow, pow, pow. Okay. Uh, See if you think you know the answer to that. If you do, you want to reach out to us. Our number, 972-445-0770. Our text here, uh, 214-210-8483. Also, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So those are three things that we got going on, right? Got those going on. Uh, I'm going to pray right now for Ukraine and USA because I don't like getting in this situation where I'm kind of running behind on it. So I want to pray real quickly. We'll do DNA later on in the second third of the fourth hour of the fifth of the one third of the show. Uh, But let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for everything. And we are asking for peace. And we're not just going to ask you for peace for Ukraine, although we are asking that. But we are also asking for peace for our country because as the days go by, I just— in my in my heart, Lord, I just it just seems like the divide is more specific. If that's your purpose and that's your plan, then so be it and let the will of God be done. But if you will have mercy on our country and can keep us united enough to stay a country, that'd be fantastic as well for our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren's sake. Beyond all that, Lord, if Jesus is coming back right away, then that would be better. So we just thank you for everything. We acknowledge you in everything. We trust you for everything. But we pray for your peace in these war-torn places, inwardly and outwardly. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so the trivia question, that we'll, we'll do that again. And so I want to make sure everybody gets that. We've got a lot of people that are texting, doing an excellent job, by the way. Who made this famous lament over the death of... In battle of Saul and Jonathan, your glory, O Israel, lies slain on your heights. How the mighty have fallen. Another scripture taken out of context 9,000 times. Uh, There's a couple passages people just go to town with and you're just like, gosh, will you please stop? All right. Anyhow, let me get into this teaching because I don't want you to miss this. This is in Hebrews. We're in a part that's really important. Last week we talked about the really intense element or the structure in regards to uh, people who have tasted the good word of God, the powers of the coming age, and those who have fallen away. They do this to their own harm. They're re-crucifying the Son of God and holding him up to contempt. We discussed that. I gave you about four different points of view, plus I gave you kind of my, you know, kind of feel on that. Mine is no wiser than anybody else's. Probably is dumber than other people's, but I don't know. Here's the rest of that portion. So in context, what they do and what people do all the time is they take a portion of Scripture and they use a single portion. So, for example, the news, Newsweek, judge not, judge not. And they just try and use the Matthew 7, judge not. Of course, they don't read the rest of the text, which says judge not if you're going to be a hypocritical judge, judgment person. Because the same Jesus who said judge not in John chapter, in the Gospel of John said judge ye righteous judgment. Eh, they don't want to quote that. So see, because that doesn't fit the narrative. Oh, I see. So here's how this works. So in the context of the author writing about people who were kind of dumping in the faith, this is what he writes. He writes, For the ground that drinks the rain that often falls on it and produces vegetation useful— 
to those whom it is cultivating receives a blessing from God. But if it produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and about to be cursed and at the end will be burned. So he's mentioning two elements. The rain that falls upon it when it's when it produces great produce, it's fantastic. Everybody's happy and blessed by it. When it produces thorns and thistles, nobody likes it. It's cursed. Now listen to what he says in verse 9, because I believe this is the key to the whole context. Even though we're speaking this way, dearly loved friends, in your case, we're confident of things that are better and that pertain to salvation. So what he says which is like, I don't know why people don't get this, is, look, even though we're telling you about some of these people who are apostatizing, we're not talking about you apostatizing. We think better of you. We think better of your position. We think better of your salvation. We're just telling you, don't be those those like those loonies. <laughs> that's what he said. I know. That's, well, that's not exactly how it says it, Dave. No, but that's what it means. And so it's like if you can figure out and you can understand that those that apostatize make a decision to reject, then if you're one of those people that's like, well, I don't ever want to get to the place where I do that, well, don't ever make that decision because it's a dumb decision. That's the answer. And so people are like, well, what are you going to say? Isn't it once saved, always saved? We talk about this all the time. It's it's an absolutely incorrect question. doesn't matter what name it says. Incorrect theological proposition. It's you, you, you don't believe once and then never believe again. You believe and you continually believe. And that's it. You don't say yes to Jesus once and then turn away. You have a lifetime of yes to Jesus. And so the scripture is saying, look, when God pours it out on people, the fruit, it's got to be good fruit. You know, that'll be a blessing for people. That's got the blessing of God. But if God pours it out on people and they reject it and, it's in, and they take his blessings and his graces and they don't use it to bless other people and it turns into dirt and mud and sticks and thistle, that's bad. The Lord, that, that's not the right way to approach God. And what he says is, now, dear friends, we think better of you. We don't think you're going to do that. We, we're writing to you because we think you're going to pursue and make, the, make your devotion and your commitment and your love and your passion towards the Lord. That's why we're writing to you. That's what he's saying. So people really get caught up in the first part of the verse, but just don't bother to read the other part of the verse, which... Of course, can drive Jewish people who have ACD, DCA, ASPN, all those other weird things, and then overall idiot uh, at large, uh, just drives us crazy. Get it? Okay, good. Uh, trivia question. Uh, who made the famous lament over the death in battle of Jonathan and Saul? Uh, your glory, O, o Israel, lies slain on the heights. How, how the mighty have fallen. The answer is King David, before he was king. So David wrote that lament, wrote that psalm. Okay? All right. We'll take our break. Come back. We've got so much to cover. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Here we go. Let me give you an update on Easton Scott. A lot of tough stuff that my daughter and my son-in-law have been going through. Uh, I did send an email out. I don't know if, Julie, if you got the email I or did. not. I did. send it out to everybody. So he was going through 20 and 30 seizures per episode, and they've got that down to a dramatically less amount. But the sad news is that from a medical point of view— 
Uh, Easton does not, it does not appear as, according to the doctors, that he will be able to speak or will be able to care for himself. And so what the result of that is, is that Julianne and Jared, my son-in-law and my daughter, have recognized that God has put them in a position to be the best parents, to love Easton Scott with all that they can and give them the best life that they can. But while that's going on, they're not going to stop believing that something can change. And the doctors even said... This is territory we don't even know. Right, because this is a this is a problem that not very many people have had. So very few. Everybody is different. Yeah, and they're and they they have like two hundred and thirty total cases in the world that they have records on, which is like so they're like we don't know. Right, and it's like so I, I just want to read this one thing my daughter wrote. It's a fantastic. She wrote this. Uh, you know, it's not easy to sit there and write a Facebook post that tells all the things you've been going through. And so I'm not going to read everything, but I'm going to read the last paragraph because I thought that was really significant. She wrote, scientifically, Easton does not have much of a chance. His best case scenario is he may possibly be able to walk and say three to five words one day. But God can help him. He's not afraid of impossible odds. And if Easton is healed one day, there will be no question as to where it comes from. It will not be because of therapy. It will not be because of medication or diet. It will be because of God's undeniable healing power. So in the meantime, we choose to raise a hallelujah and trust in God. Ladies and gentlemen, that is faith. Now, the the idea that it's going to be simple and everything's going to be great and they're trying to make pie in the sky, that doesn't exist at all. If you read this, and, and I think Wonder Julie can attest to it, she tells you this is ugly. This, right. this is a not a good situation. It's going to change our lives. He's never going to be able to be unattended. It doesn't look good. And, you know, as a parent, you're heartbroken. They have two other children. They don't want to have any loss in their communication with their kids, but they're going to have to give extra attention. They were going to have a fourth child. They're not sure they're going to do that now. So you got a lot of things in play. But what you can't deny is that my I, I will take I won't take credit, but I'll stand in there as a grandparent and as a parent and say, what a fantastic position of faith that my daughter has grown into. She has made the determination that she will do the best that she can as a human being to give this child the best life she can, and she will not quit hoping.